Hello and welcome to FNG1, the new guy's guide to Formula One in the world of motorsport. I am your co-host Chuck and with me as always is Sean. Howdy guys. And Sean, we are talking to everyone after the 2021 Styrian Grand Prix. This was a boring race. Boring. Is it okay for me to say that? I don't want everybody to just turn off the podcast immediately because, you know, there's only 12 listening anyway. (laughs) And that's a, that's a, that could be a a devastating drop in our numbers. The race could be boring. The race can be boring and and we can still make it funny. Maybe please. The takes could still be good. There can still be takes, but was this race boring? For large portions of it, yeah. I, one of the things I like about this track is because it's like a 60-something second lap that there were a few times, because I was kind of in and out of watching it on Sunday, that it'd be like, I'd look away and then come back and it's like five laps just went away and nothing seemed to change. It felt like it it went by real quick. There was also the point when I looked and I was like, okay, it's lap 51. God, there's still 20 laps to go. <laughs> it went down real smooth. I can tell you after France... Uh, so I was watching that one while I was out of town at my in-laws' house, mm-hmm. uh, and while they're supportive of my various sporting endeavors, and they are sports fans themselves, that does not cross over to Formula One, uh, where they're uh, happy for me but not interested. <laughs> um, That's good so for you. It's it's fine. I found myself uh, for France watching the Grand Prix eventually. Well, I was on my laptop for a while until it crapped out on me with five laps to go, but that's a whole other thing. So I desperately switched to my phone and watched the last five laps. And if you'll recall, that was a very stressful five Mm -hmm. laps pacing in another room separate from all of them. Waiting to see how that one came out. So by comparison, the Red Bull ring went down real smooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially for Max. Yeah, this is, I feel like we we talked about this last season with Hamilton. I feel like I'm getting the Hamilton fan experience, which is where they follow your driver for the first one lap, if that, and then they check on him every 45 minutes <laughs> till the end of the race because nothing is happening. Yeah, he he was pretty much in control. There was one little glimmer, like four or five laps after their pit stops, where it's like, oh, Hamilton might be catching, and then it kind of just stopped happening. I remember last year I made some comment about, does that get boring for them, or is it not fun? No, winning's great. Um, no, it's fine. I'm totally cool. <laughs> I'm delighted to not hear about him. <laughs> That's a wonderful check-in. The last time we didn't hear about him was Baku, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. like, oh, by the way, here he is. <laughs> yeah, then we heard about him suddenly. Yeah. You don't want to hear about him suddenly. So, yes, uh, it all continues to come up roses for Red Bull. Uh, they extended the lead in the Drivers' and Constructors' Championships with this race. So, that was great, and I'm happy. It was a bummer. For Checo, yeah. that he got fourth place a half second behind Bottas after a five-second pit stop stings a little bit. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Yeah. Because I feel like he had a great race, but it just it, sometimes things don't fall your way. Yeah, he uh, 
it, it was just a wash. They they were never going to pass each other either way. So that pit stop cost him the position, and he was never really going to pass. I don't know, man. I think he had him. No, what I'm saying is like lap. on the one-stop strategy, he was no, never. No, but on the two-stop, if you also give him that, say, two seconds back on that pit stop, give him just a regular old pit stop of three seconds, he would have probably He would have ne- never done the two-stop, though. Maybe. Because he would have still We'll never know. Yeah, he would have been in front of Botas most likely if he'd done that, and they would have never done the two-stop strategy. So, win-win. Yeah, it's it's just a thing that exists. (laughs) Those two were destined to just be within a second of each other, no matter what strategy was used. On the... uh, Last week, we sort of did a rundown of how happy we think the various drivers are. Yeah. I feel like Botas may have gone up a little bit on the, the meter. This was a return to form, not the form he likes. He qualified second. That's the form he likes. Qualified second. That's the form he likes. Non-existent in the race. But podium, and that's what he was looking for. Yeah, I mean, from his point of view, it was he qualified well. If he hadn't had that penalty, he would have been second. And then the entire race, basically, nobody was in front of him, so he just got to drive without anyone in front of him. That's all that man's ever asked for. Mm-hmm. Like nobody bother him. He, just he won't he, like Raikkonen. He just wants to be left alone. Just let me drive. Don't make <laughs> me pass people, and no one speak to me. As long as I don't have to pass people, I'm gonna be really quick. You're right, but I'm not yeah, gonna pass traffic. Anyone. Not so much. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. He it was the it was a pretty solid Botas weekend. We got a good qualifying performance and a solid race, and that's all you're gonna get out of him. And like your general usual grumpiness on the radio that I've come to sort of like, well, not like, but it's reassuring, you know, like something you, it's just good to hear. Like it, it means that things are still the same. Yeah. I swear he, he and Checo are like the polar opposite driver. They are very much different people. I read an article (laughs) this week about that, about how interesting the number two drivers in these two teams are in how differently they approach just about everything about the race. Yeah, and like you're getting the same end product, which is the two of them like 20 seconds behind the other two drivers. Right. But it's a completely different way to go about it. Like Checo is a very average qualifier, but an above average race driver. And Valtteri Mm -hmm. is exactly the opposite. (laughs) Right. He's also, uh, Bottas is actively antagonistic towards the other driver on his team, whereas Perez is at least pleasantly neutral. Oh, this year he's like very deferential. Yeah. In that way of like, hey, I realize I've got a good situation and I'm just going to keep it going and see how this goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't rock the boat, man. So that's the... The top battle, yeah. The Mercedes Red Bull continues to be what it has been recently, at least in the last what four races. It's four straight wins for Red Bull. It is, yeah. And and Checo got one of those. Good on him. Longest drought for Mercedes since 2014. That's pretty wild. Yeah, especially considering that there haven't been a ton of just drivers i feel like last year i only caught half the season and it seemed like the top three drivers very frequently dnf'd and that hasn't been happening as often i having said that now 
Max and Hamilton are going to crash into each other 10 yards from the starting line. <laughs> it has to happen at least one time this year. I, it's I, going to happen at some point this this season. But yeah, I mean, you got to feel good right now. Uh, oh, I'm I'm loving it. I'm not I, even like trying to like reverse jinx you here. Like, no, he, Red Max Bull. seems to be very very comfortable with he he actively likes the car. Well, and you know the rumor is like Red Bull brought in a bunch of new parts for Max this week, and Ooh. that's and Mercedes came out is and said, complaining. Well, no, they came out and said they've already shut it down. For next yeah, year. they didn't they say that actually earlier in the season no, that they, they just they weren't said gonna they, they were moving towards it, but this weekend Toto said they've shut it down. Huh. Like, they're not bringing new parts. They'll tweak what they've got, but they're focused on next year. And so like Red Bulls obviously I know they'd like to prepare for next year, but you don't pass up this chance, no, right? You no, just if you have a shot at the championship, take, you take the shot now. now. You may hate it for the next four years, but at least you got the championship now. Like right. Um but it sounds like Red or Mercedes is just gonna stick to plan and it sounds like Red Bull's like going all in on this year. So this might not go back. I mean it it will obviously at some reasons, but I mean, I think at this point, Red Bull's got yeah, Ma- massively... Yeah, Max is due to to put that thing into a wall and walk away on lap three at some point. Well, I also think that there'll be a race where, like, there's nothing Red Bull can do. Like, Lewis is just way faster, right? That's just going to sure. happen again. But you're not looking at... I, I don't think that's going to be the general tide for the year. I mean, only half kidding, but you may be pretty much about done at this point. Like, I mean, it's still one race either way. If Max DNFs and Lewis wins, then suddenly... Yeah, it's and right. Suddenly, back. it's basically but tied again. the the tide is right behind Red Bull at this moment. Right, agreed. But in the second most interesting battle, it continued to get tighter because last week we had a great week for McLaren and a week that shall never be spoken again for Ferrari, and then flash forward to Austria, and we basically had the reverse of that. Let's be clear. On lap two, I almost messaged you and said, I'm not doing the podcast this week. <laughs> I was livid. You know, you have, you went through something of a journey this weekend. Yeah, it was a, a heck of a journey. And especially coming off of France where like the car just couldn't maintain the tire management as, as the long metaphor um, demonstrated last week. Uh it didn't feel like they were going to get back from that with Carlos in 12th and, and Leclerc suddenly in 19th after the first mm-hmm. lap. Um, <laughs> and then like every problem they had the prior week didn't exist. No, your boys had themselves a wonderful race from laps two uh, through 71. Yeah. I mean, Carlos even came out and said their data said they were running the Red Bulls pace towards the end of the lap, uh, the end of the race. And That's fantastic. News. He was held up by Lewis. Mm-hmm. So he I would, remember. They thought he could have caught Norris, and he was closing down Norris, but he was held up for 15 laps because they couldn't unlap themselves behind Lewis, but they were faster. And mm-hmm. they had to coordinate on the pit wall to get Mercedes to let them by. That's funny. Like, it was... The car was completely backwards. And boy, for dropping down to, I think uh, Leclerc went as far back as 17th 19th. when he had to pit. 19th. 19th? Yeah. Gasly was and out. Then, yeah. And then he cruised right on through the rest of the field. I mean, he was, 
Leclerc was the most interesting driver to watch this entire race. Yeah. Every- because he was the only one just making pass after pass after pass. Yeah. And then he did it again because he stopped later. Right. And, mm-hmm. and then we'll just repass everybody again. It was, uh, it was fun. Cause every time they cut to him, they're like, Oh, there's a, there's a good car in front of him. And it's like, Oh, nope. He just kind of dispatched them quickly and moved, <laughs> moved on with his day. Um, yeah, if he hadn't uh, gotten a little feisty there with Gasly, they uh, he might have probably done a nice fifth place out of that race. So. I was gonna say, I think if if all things the same, if he if he hadn't hit had his various issues with Gasly, I think he would have had Norris eventually oh, at I, the pace that he was driving with the execution that he had. Yeah. He was going to take Norris down. Well, yeah, because Sainz, like I said, was closing him down, and he had started 12th, right? And Norris started third. Right. Like, it was, uh, the Ferraris were just really quick again, and they didn't yeah. have the time. The, the data, so coming out of Friday, there was some data analysis, and they show, like, the predicted qualifying pace and the predicted race pace. You can get that from the F1 site. And, like, mm-hmm. the Ferrari all year has been great on qualifying pace, and the race pace is always a little dodgier. And this week, the qualifying pace didn't look great, but the race pace looked a lot better. And so I think they probably changed the setup to make sure they didn't do what they did in France, which was qualify great and then drop like a stone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it played out. So so why did Leclerc take Gasly out? What? Uh, <laughs> well, we have to go back to turn one because I think, a- the, yeah, they, Alonso I think tried should. to take both of them. <laughs> Yes. Because Alonzo went all the way to the curb with two cars outside of him, Mm -hmm. which was uh, probably a tad aggressive. And then I've watched that replay like 12 times to see what happened with Leclerc and Gasly. With your rose-colored glasses on. Well, I've looked at both. So Leclerc tries to tuck behind him, but it also looks like Gasly moved to the side because they ultimately ruled that that is certainly what Leclerc said, yes. Yeah, well, Leclerc said he thought he moved to the outside, but maybe he did it. I mean, they both kind of moved a bit towards each other, and it was clumsy by Leclerc. Obviously, he should have stayed wide. So I don't really know what happened there. And then Gasly's- it had, you know, if you look at the front wing of an F1 car, imagine it's not attached to the car. It's just the front wing, mm-hmm. just traveling down the road at 170 miles an hour. It's an extremely deadly weapon, <laughs> and. And he used it in the way you would imagine that F1 cars will be used uh, post-apocalypse in a Fury Road situation where they'll attach spinning spikes to the front wing uh, in order to disable cars (laughs) in front of and slightly to the right of them. And that's exactly... I mean, it was flawlessly executed from from a Fury Road perspective. I mean, he was a war boy out there. Uh, yeah, but the problem is, is it's a lot like a honeybee. So once, once you use that weapon, you are permanently... Did he, as he cruised by Gasly, did he pull his steering wheel off and hold it in the air while he went down the road saying, witness me? (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't good. That wasn't the optimal strategy. (laughs) I think it was easier to get around him on the track rather than, uh, cut your tire cut his tire down which subsequently cost you 40 seconds i I think my advice to him in the future would be that if he's gonna go with that route it does seem effective but you should probably not use carbon fiber at that point but yeah uh clumsy 
I would say is how I would describe that. Yeah. Yeah. Come and then on. we got we did get Surly <laughs> Raikkonen later with a similar type move when the yeah. player passed him. And I was like, Raikkonen, you moved across the back of him to get in the breaking zone. I didn't, I didn't really see what Raikkonen was so mad about. He's just he didn't want anybody around him. He's just Surly. He 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 would rather be racing by himself. Just practice laps all the time. Yeah. With no one near him. Yeah, but pretty much other than that, it was uh, nice and dice up the track. There was a lot of pretty quick cars and got through them um, pretty well. And then luckily there, big title rival. Norris had a fine race. Don't, yeah, he, he did. got got out of the way for Checo and Valtteri when it was time. And uh, and his, his teammate didn't have not, a good weekend. Not as much. Not a good weekend. Uh, no, Danny Ricardo, uh, he's riding that roller coaster. Yeah, season. it's pretty low at this point. It's low, but it was high a minute ago, and that's how roller coasters work. Yeah, he had a, he did have a solid race last weekend. He did, and then could do nothing this weekend. Correct, because he said he said because he had that power issue, so he did lose a few positions. He made up several positions at the start, and then lost them. I really thought you were about to say he made up that power issue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be really crappy this race, so let's just say something's wrong with the car. Get this out of the way early. Plant the seed of There's doubt. a power issue, and they're like, yeah, our computers are so showing that your foot is not on the gas pedal. This car won't go. You stop hitting the brakes, man. But, uh, yeah, he didn't... You're, have... you're in second. And his comment was like, yeah, I lost those positions, and so, like... I would have been higher if I didn't lose those positions. It's like, yes, very clearly, but you weren't quick either because it's not like it was impossible to pass there. Right. Lots of people were able to pull off passes. Um, and I'm not going to just use that to tout the Ferraris passing left and right, but he just wasn't good. He was really no. fast on Friday and his qualifying's awful because Norris put that car fourth, right? Yes. I mean, he beat Checo. He did. And Checo's in a very fast car, right? I mean, Norris really qualified well and there's no excuse for daniel to barely get out of q1 and then come towards the end of q2 mm-hmm. signs did as well so i guess we could <laughs> there's some kind of weird um treaty between ferrari and mclaren yeah no one shall do too well without the other yeah. um aston martin eh, stroll did the, good stroll did good he was he what did he finish? You know, yeah, he did he finish. No, what did he finish? <laughs> oh, I thought you said did he finish, which used to be a perfectly valid question. Yeah, he did uh, good. He finished eighth. Um he qualified tenth, he finished qualified eighth. Qualified tenth, finished eighth. He, you know, considering that the question used to be did he finish, then this is a good result. And it's back to rebounding. He's been pretty bad the last few weeks, so I'll be nice and say he did okay. Vettel gained the same number of positions, but none of that was points. Oof. So it is what it is. I was way off about thinking that they were going to be good this year. I'll own that. I think I've already owned that at this point. I think we own that pretty early on, but yeah. it's Once again, uh, were it not for Raikkonen occasionally trying to kill someone on the course, I would not be aware that Alfa Romeo was racing this season yeah Giovinazzi just went 15th 15th like just (laughs) just the most like unassuming race imaginable (laughs) i'm gonna just stay out of the way i don't want anybody to see me technically 
I, I mean, you could make the argument that he dropped a position because Gasly went out of the race That's and he true. still finished 15. Yeah, Gasly went out of his own choosing. No one influenced that. Uh-huh. Yes, it was certainly just Gasly deciding that, I mean, he was able to drive that car with three wheels. I don't know why he didn't keep doing that. Let's Let's be clear. The tire cut didn't take him out. <laughs> it was hitting the rest of the people and then the suspension braking that took him out. <laughs> he really had a bad first lap. He did. He hit four cars, <laughs> or four cars hit him, <laughs> however you want to look uh, at it. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, Williams, you know, poor George Russell. <laughs> oh, my God. No good, very bad, horrible he Sunday. qualified 11th. He was like eight thousandths of a second from being in Q3. Like, yeah. had a fantastic weekend, which obviously you know what comes next. Mm-hmm. It's like the most like horror movie cliche played out thing for him. Like, oh, you're doing good. Well, we know what's right around that next door you're about to open. The Williams and Haas cars do seem cursed. Uh, the Haas I mean, they're just Haas they're did bad. it to themselves. Russell <laughs> didn't do true. anything for this because <laughs> he was he was at like seventh at one point and not on accident. So I want to know who your driver of the race is. Oh, uh, we didn't even talk about Sonoda doing solid. Oh, yeah. He did do well for him. Boy, listening to his radio is always just very funny. He always, it doesn't matter how far away every other car is from him. He always sounds like he is in a dogfight for his life. I know. He's always furious and he's always complaining slash explaining away why he can't do whatever it is that they're asking like man you've been in this drs train for 30 laps now why are you complaining about like (laughs) them being in front of you i can't there's just is every single radio thing that i hear from him when i'm trying to figure out which driver said this and i go back and listen to the driver radio like it was funny with Tsunoda the first couple weeks, but now it's always literally like the same phrases and expressions. And I mean, I don't know. It's I'm, like Will I'm Muschamp. hoping it was... that he's gonna have an amazing race once, and he's going to say something incredibly calm and pleasant. And then I'm gonna use that as a witch driver said this because you'll never see it coming. I'll never see it coming. Yeah, his thing's kind of like Will Muschamp, which it used to be really funny. Like when he was so angry mm-hmm. and then it was kind of like, okay, this isn't funny anymore because <laughs> you're going four and eight every year. Like, <laughs> So Tsunoda is the Will Mushamp. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways that's true. Can we get him a whiteboard and see like if he draws on it and punches it for no real reason? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well now I want to know. Driver of the day? Your driver of the day. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's Leclerc. I'm going to do it, too. It's obviously Leclerc. He gave us the most entertainment. He was the best driver to watch. He was the only one that when he, they popped him up on the screen, I was like, oh, let's see what Leclerc's up to. Yeah, when they cut to Leclerc, it's like, you know something's going down. Like, he's about to get somebody. Um, yeah, when they pop up, you know, Max on the screen, you're like, okay. Oh, I mean, he's, it's still exactly the same as it was before. Oh, uh, uh, he adjusted the brake bias by one click. Oh, yeah, uh, still fast. <laughs> Now Hamilton is 5.3 seconds behind him instead of 5.2. They were yelling about their lap times a lot, both of them. They were. Uh, They were just trying to get into each other's team's heads, I think. Probably. 
Because they um, were both so far ahead of everyone else. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't interesting to watch. But yes, it's definitely Leclerc. All right, good. He was he had a great week. I, he was in, enjoyable to watch. He got the fan vote, and as soon as it came in, I was like, okay, I'm in 100 percent agreement with everyone here. I think the other. I mean, it was boring, but you'd almost you'd also put Verstappen high. Like he was perfect, which isn't yeah. interesting, but. Um, and I guess that's where I'm going to differ from. I guess the the fan vote sense of the driver of the week is that I also want some entertainment value for what you're doing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, but I want, there needs to be a story there. If Max had overcome some particular, you know, hardship in this race and won, okay, then yeah. But but he, he raced perfectly in a very, very fast car and it all went exactly to plan. (laughs) He, so he did do one thing and got in trouble with with the teacher. Which thing was that? That's when he stopped at the start finish line and did a burnout. Is that who? Wait, who got mad at him? Uh, Michael Massey, the racing director. Oh, they they don't like that so yeah. much because of the obvious safety implications of what you're doing. <laughs> because Botas and Perez are screaming around the track, still in a. <laughs> A race and if and if you stall out for some reason suddenly not only are you going to lose but someone might be killed oh my god how brutal would it have been if perez would have been able to make the pass but they had to stop the pass from happening because we're stopping killed the car at the start finish and it got red flagged <laughs> perez actually pulled it off but they're like uh-uh nope sorry nope nope race is red flag because max is being an idiot at the start <laughs> finish max line. is being a dick Max wouldn't even apologize for it either. No, he would not. He would have made a complaint about why the car wouldn't restart, and then he would have just walked away from the interview. Yeah, he he got a a stern talking to, and he please never do, or do not ever do that again. I don't know what they would do, like take a point away. Like, I I have no idea how they penalize you for that, but yeah, they they weren't happy. When I saw him do it, I was like, oh, Max, they're not going to like that, I don't think. Oh, I assumed they wouldn't. That's like a... That's like an end zone dance. I was like, I don't know if they're going to give a 15 yard penalty on the grid is substantial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so let's talk Ephanon. Ephanon. What happened this week? So for those who are catching up, uh, Ephanon is our new segment where we explore uh, the conspiracies to describe the game behind the game in Formula One. You'll have to go back because it's already gotten quite convoluted. <laughs> uh, and I often completely forget some of the things that we said. But one of the primary tenets of this season's Ephanon is that the various inner workings, one of the major players that's happening here. Now, we, we understand that possibly the puppet master behind all of it is Ferrari. But one of the major players on the road is Valtteri Bottas who is undermining Mercedes intentionally for his various grievance reasons that are apparent on their face, but also with the understanding that he's going to get the number two driver position at Red Bull. And so this week, Red Bull, Red Bull, you know, the, the, the things that he has done so far this season are bearing fruit and things are going well for Red Bull. 
And they are appreciative of that. And so one, to say thank you, and two, to indicate that they, you know, because they had all of this has to be done with subtle communications. You can't just text him because that information is going to come out. So one of the ways they let him know that the plan is still on is they gave Checo a bad pit. The five that was intentional by Red Bull to give that position to Valtteri and, and give him a little wink and a nod and say, we got you, man. Yeah, because isn't Perez like a sovereign citizen in this whole thing? Yes, no one knows who where, <laughs> where Checo's loyalties lie, and it's confusing. He's possibly the most interesting character because, you know, he's like, he's Tyrion Lannister. You can't really tell which side he's going to land on yet. Uh, yeah, I think this whole race is really the signal to Botas that the conspiracy, F, if you will, is mm-hmm. supportive of his effort. Because who else is his other, who's his personal vendetta against? Uh, Hamilton, I assume. No, well, he has a secondary personal vendetta. Okay, I'm, maybe I don't know Russell. enough about <laughs> Russell. Oh, that's right. Right. And Russell having oh a great God. weekend. Sabotage on his hydraulics. Because Russell... That, went, what what did happen to Russell? Hydraulic failure. Or hydraulic... Yeah. Like, he was just bleeding off hydraulic pressure, and they kept having to fix it, and they finally just... It wasn't a collision, though, right? No. It was just the okay. car... The car, quote... So they sabotaged broke. Russell for... So Red Bull sabotaged him? Ah, Ferrari might have been involved. Who knows? I was going to say, I think Ferrari did it for plausible deniability. Yeah. Who would suspect Ferrari of doing such a thing? Yeah. It benefits no one that Ferrari cares about, nudge, wink. So then, but there's, so there's another factor here, which is that there's a subplot brewing because Ferrari is the puppet master but they took out one of Red Bull's junior team drivers. Why did they do that? They took Gasly out. Mm-hmm. They used that front wing like a surgical instrument to remove him from the race. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to put that one in. But yes, they I, did. I feel like maybe this is Ferrari's way of letting Red Bull know that, hey, the we are working with you to remove the greater evil, which is Mercedes and Hamilton. Right. However, don't get your eyes too high on the throne. We're still here. A little reminder that they're the ones who are in control. But then Botas also signaled to Ferrari that he's still committed because in practice, he tried to spin his car into the McLaren garage <laughs> to do no, who knows what. <laughs> So he's just kind of sending a message too to McLaren that watch your back because we can turn on you guys at any time. And Ferrari, Ferrari can obviously request that. Or did Mercedes do something to his car to, to ch- cause him to spin out in the hopes that he would cause an in- incident that would get him removed from Formula One? Well, he did lose three positions, which is... Like yeah, but big. if he lost three lives, I feel like they probably wouldn't have <laughs> let him race this weekend. Not positions, we actually killed people. What? Uh-huh. This has gone too far. <laughs> yeah, now I'm uncomfortable with it. So that's this week's Epinon. <laughs> I'm real confused at this point. I know. We're going to have to write it's this right. down. And so we're going we're gonna to have to go back and listen to all the episodes and write it out. And then we'll get, like, we'll put it all up on a board with pieces of string tying you, the various parts together. I need you to get a together. cigarette and recreate the Charlie Day photo. Exactly. Okay. So which driver said this? This is where I go back and find a, a little tidbit of driver radio that amused me for some reason. 
And then I try and quiz Sean to see if he knows which driver said this. So this week, the line is <clears throat> Darren Pit Lane. Darren Pit Lane? Mm-hmm. Was that Ricardo? That was Ricardo. They actually I was hoping him- you would think that it was his uh, <laughs> his engineer. No, I. Th- they accidentally called him Darren like last week or two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, so last, well, I guess it's been going on for a couple of weeks. His engineer keeps calling him Darren on the radio. <laughs> I've seen it now because I listened to all this driver radio. It's happened a lot, like four or five times now. And so they... Uh, they announced to Ricardo that he needed to pit and they said, okay, Darren box, box, uh, Daniel box, box. And then (laughs) there's like a 15 second pause and he pulls off into the pit lane, slows down to the pit speed. And then you just hear him go, Darren pit lane. (laughs) (laughs) How do you forget your driver's name? But I love that. He just like leaned into it. It was very, very funny. He's good though. Like, He's a great personality. I'm oh, glad yeah. he's still he's happy. He's a perfect personality, and that was a very Danny Ricardo moment. How do you forget the driver's name? That is the, the most famous person. I think they asked him about it, and I, I think that engineer just has like a friend who's named Darren, and it's just the the name that comes out of his mouth when he's not <laughs> thinking. <laughs> uh, just talking it's, to my buddy. Oh, I mean, no, the F1 driver I work with. No, wait, the F1 driver. The, the guy who my entire with. livelihood centers around. <laughs> you know, his name's uh, David, uh, uh, Derek, D- uh, Danny, Danny. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to shift over to under investigation. This is where I have a question about Formula One that I do not understand. And Sean, as our expert, educates me and our listeners. And this one is actually one that I've had just sort of in my list. You know, I write down my, huh, I wonder how that works. Uh, So this one's been sitting around for a while. But I wanted to ask you, every once in a while, like they'll be showing uh, the the tight race between Max and Hamilton, whoever's in first, and talking about when who's going to have to pit. And they'll show live tire wear. And it'll say like, Hamilton 13% in the front left tire and Max 11% in the front left tire. Mm-hmm. How do they get that information? What is that based on? Uh, it's it's from the cloud, man. No. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> is it a guy with binoculars just looking at these tires and going, eh, no, 11%. So what they're actually doing and, or do they take like a, do they take like the, a penny? And if, uh, Abraham Lincoln's head doesn't go into the treads. Oh, it's <laughs> under two thirty seconds. You you need to change these. It's it's a Formula One tire, so if they're <laughs> exactly as advanced as you outside of a discount tire. Like <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. There's in fact every F one car. If you look really closely, they have a penny taped to a little stick, and it's right next to the tire. <laughs> they're the definitely tires. using U.S. U.S. currency for this, obviously. Yeah, it's weird that they use it. And yet Haas uses a pound coin, and that's why they have a lot of trouble. <laughs> that's literally what they use for the tires. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so Formula One and all of its uh, marketing genius is paired with Amazon Web Services um, as a sponsor. And they're, they're doing a lot of graphics now, right? So the time to overtake, the probability of overtake... Um, they're rolling out new ones like 
how well you exploit the car. Um, so this one, there's a bunch of sensors on the car that we never see data for, and it should be proprietary to the team. But anything that's proprietary to the team, the FIA or the governing body Formula One has access to. So mm-hmm. apparently they're allowing Amazon to see that data and build some kind of machine learning or AI model. I'm not sure what kind of model they're doing, but basically building a model. To, bi- to build the perfect driver that will eventually replace humans? Yes, obviously. Well, maybe. <laughs> That's F and on. In now we're back. Yeah, you're just back into F and on territory. Bezos is F. <laughs> we need to go back. I've got more to talk about. <laughs> But yeah, they're just building up a, a model and basically probably, it's a, I don't know exactly what they're taking into account, but I know they have access to tire pressure, um, tire temperatures, multiple tire temperature sensors. Um, they have G loading, um, probably relative uh, loading per tire, some various suspension data. And they're probably, they're using all that to basically extrapolate where, or interpolate most likely where they think that tire is um they're using it's car dependent data and they'll also use um data that ties back to what pirelli says about the tires and the performance they see from practice one two three um to kind of get a feel for where that is so it's it's an estimated number i don't know how much stock i put into it because they've been showing that for a long time and it's the same thing where they always show lewis is like 10 percent, and then he sets the fastest lap and i'm like uh i don't know how i buy that um, and the one you I know have how really... I know that you're an engineer. What you corrected yourself from saying extrapolate to interpolate as yeah. though we were going to get a bunch of angry tweets saying yeah. he said extrapolate, but clearly that statistical model would have to be interpolated. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I'm just. I'm going to going ahead and hedge <laughs> up and protecting ourselves from from online hate. Let's let's. Yeah, everybody can delete your tweets. Just yeah. stick that in the drafts. It probably doesn't help that. That's what I did in grad school. So I did, I did. You interpolated, op- interpolated. Uh, tire wear data. Yeah. No, I did a uh, uh, numerical optimization on large scale models. So, oh jeez, kind of falls into. Oh, not not. You should work for Haas. I, uh, I think what are they going to do worse? <laughs> the I think Ferrari's new. Ferrari's <laughs> yeah, I, the reason you didn't answer is that you're considering that job and you don't want to piss anyone off. <laughs> Gene Haas is like, I heard what you said on the podcast. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, then you would be really in trouble. <laughs> I'll, uh, you better hope I don't let him see the show notes. Just be like, I would like to only talk to Schumacher. <laughs> Let's be clear here where I fit into this team. Um, I think Ferrari's chief strategist is like twenty eight. He's like a PhD from Oxford or something. <laughs> so you're already aged out of the team. Uh, yeah, I'm aged out to start this job, or I'm not quite the uh, genius data guy that they want to hire so you're the you're a different type of genius data uh, guy. Uh, <laughs> it's all right you can say it nobody's listening <laughs> what is this podcast it's just sean talking about himself mostly <laughs> all right well but yeah so it's it's a data graphic they use data they have i i would use it as indicative and not exactly you, so factually. the answer is that alexa is saying how much tire there's left <laughs> alexa do we pit now that's what haas is doing <laughs> <laughs> they've just got a bunch of uh, echo dots sitting around the garage <laughs> alexa is valtteri correct about this being a two-stop race <laughs> alexa do you know where mazepin that. is <laughs> mazepin is spin off in turn seven <laughs> 
He is three Alexa, laps down. Order more tires for Mazepin. He is currently three laps down, <laughs> which is where he finished. You have exceeded your monthly limit for tire purchases. <laughs> or, or actually, with Haas, it would be, I'm sorry, your method of payment has been declined. No, they don't use nearly as many tires because they don't get through any of the other qualifying sessions. They <laughs> save a true. good four tires there. They're tire wealthy. They should probably sell those tires and help develop the car. They're saving them up for <clears throat> the last race. So what else is going on in the world of Formula One? Well, uh, I think Mercedes accused Red Bull of cheating again. Yeah, they did. About pit stops this time. Oh, wait, I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah, so... So Mercedes claims that they went to the FIA and asked about a, quote, safety device that would allow them to execute pit stops safely, wink, wink, faster. This wonderful idea, I think they've taken from what Red Bull may be doing. And the FIA said, you can't do that in the way that they never actually tell a team that they're cheating. They tell everyone that you can't do this very specific thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really understand what they're doing it's there the the directive said that there are sensors that were being used during pit stops that would allow them to somewhat automate a pit stop basically the the time between like the tire going on and the guy signaling that the tire's on and them dropping the car they measured to be too fast for human reaction time so i guess it's saying that there's some kind of in the gun most likely it's setting off a sensor that says the wheel's tight and that's signaling to the guy fast that he should drop the car or they're they're automating some part of the process. And apparently, it's not for sure that Red Bull's doing it, but wink, wink, who's doing the fastest sure. pit stops. exactly. Um, <laughs> like, it, oh, here's the top 10 pit stops this year, and eight of them are Red Bull, and the first six are Red Bull. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're certainly not the only one doing it, if they're doing it. Interesting. So, yeah. That seems, that once again just sounds like good engineering to me. Well, yeah. And Horner said that, Horner obviously being like he is, said that obviously Red or Mercedes ratted them out because they can't beat them. So they might as well try to get them stopped <laughs> via directives. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how the game is played, right? Yeah. That's obviously how the game is played. I just like when he like comes out, it's like, well, they're just doing this to slow us down. It's like, You've done this a lot too, Christian. They all just and also yes, they're definitely doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just look all down. <laughs> yes, that's hundred percent what they're doing. So that's the only big drama this week. I guess the other things in F one, um, we're doing the same. So the reason it took them so long to change uh, Sergio's tires is that they had to use like a lug wrench. Yeah, like so, one of those cross shaped lug wrenches, some, like I have. Yeah, they're using the this little tire uh, spare tire saver one from the back of a car, <laughs> not even and a full size lug wrench. And it's one of those little bottle jacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's in the in the recent world of people snitching on each other. And then I guess for the next race, they're not going anywhere. Same track, same race. Yeah. Same, 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 same. same. I hope it's as boring as the last one. <laughs> oh, it's going to rain. Because it was supposed to rain all Ooh, weekend. And well, it never, then it won't be. <laughs> it never did. It never rained during this race. like, And it was all in the forecast, which means there's no way that we luck out and it not rain again. So if it rains... Isn't it, Hamilton good in the rain? Yeah, he's obscenely good in the rain. And also, I remember from last year, who was the other person that was really good in the rain? Uh, Wait, was it Checo? Checo's pretty good in the rain. Stroll's shockingly pretty <laughs> Stroll good in the rain. Stroll is good in the rain. Um, 
I think, I mean, Max is also good in the rain. Oh my God, what if Stroll wins and we have to do our episode? No. Where we don't talk about Formula One. Well, we might be out of things to talk about next week. Who knows? I mean, it might be fun. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about whatever we feel like. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, last year you asked if Lewis is good in the rain. Like, I think the qualifying during the steering Grand Prix last year, his qualifying lap is considered to be one of the best qualifying laps ever because it was pouring and he absolutely decimated the rest of the field so nice yeah lewis is very good in the rain okay well that will be interesting then yeah so that's uh this that's this coming weekend right oh yeah this is our back to back to back yep back to back to back so far so good i mean i guess we're at this point committed to doing all three of them as separate episodes. Yeah, because we'll definitely want to do the last one, right? Because we'll be off. Yeah, a for weeks. sure. It would be weird for this ra- next race to happen and then us to just take a few weeks off. <laughs> we would have skipped this one, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. We would have combined the Austria ones, which maybe in retrospect we should have done. But here we are. You guys love this. <laughs> Retweet it, though. Get more people to listen to it. Drag more folks yes. into this. Yes. On that note. Everyone, subscribe on the various things that you're listening to right now. If you're on iTunes, click the thing. If you're on Google Podcasts, click the thing. What else are we on? Spotify. I don't use Spotify, but I'm sure there's a thing to click. Go ahead and subscribe, but also give it a like. Give it a review if that is an option on the thing that you listen to. And tell a friend. You all have that one friend that you're able to talk about Formula One with because... You're probably American statistically if you're listening to this, and there's not that many people (laughs) still into Formula One, again, statistically. So tell that friend that they should listen to this. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at FNG1Pod. I am at DefNotChuck, and Sean is at Sean underscore Leg with two Gs. Thank you, as always, to Chris King for our intro music. The track is Cat Mountain Drive off the album Gold Pulls. You should follow him at Artificial Chris. You can go into his bio, find his link to all of his music, buy it directly from him. Don't listen to it on Spotify or whatever. Give the money to the artists. Um, Thank you to RCBO5 for our album art. And... I guess that's it. We're just going to see you guys again. Same Austria time, same Austria channel uh, for hopefully same Austria result, right? Uh, I would like the Ferraris to be a little bit higher. Okay. Well, we'll see what we can do. We'll see, we'll see what Bottas <laughs> if we can, can make can requests. I would like the Ferraris to be higher. <laughs> okay. I'll put a call in. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye, folks. The only people who do this that don't enjoy it are Bottas and uh, Raikkonen. Raikkonen is like, you know, Sisyphus. He's just destined to do this forever. Raikkonen treats Formula One like he's hanging drywall. Like, ah, it's a living and this is the thing I have to do. It's a living that would pay him $25 million a year to fly around the world and drive a car. Jesus, does he really make that much? I don't know if he makes that much anymore. He did at one point. He has one of those, like, filthy big yachts though good for him yeah but then he just sits in a sauna in the woods somewhere